0: All right, welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you don't know who I am, this is your first time joining my broadcast or replaying to the podcast. Uh, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. I help people like yourself paperwork together. So getting your business registered with the state, making sure you your DUNS number, contract templates, uh, brand, branding, brand protection strategies, hiring employees properly. I help you do all of that. If you are wondering why I'm qualified to help you do all of that, I'm so happy you asked. Uh, I am a licensed attorney. I have been one for 14 years and counting. I have started multiple businesses for myself and uh, offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education As accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have great business ideas. And if you're gonna be successful, there are just some concepts that you need to know. So that is where I come in. Okay. Now, uh, if you would like to get in contact with me so that we can get your business life together, uh, you're gonna want to do this one thing. You're gonna want to go to Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm there. You're going to be able to book yourself a free 15 minute consultation. If you are a first time client, you're also going to be able to download the free biz launch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. Um, and you can also pick up, hello, Marlene Bowman. You can also Marlene Bowman 69. You can also pick up, uh, Business Startup Basics, which is basically a crash course in entrepreneurship that i put together. It's four videos and it's four videos and 3 ebooks. e-books, um, and just gets you ready to be a boss out in these streets. So all that and more is available at linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. Uh, as including for the ladies, make sure that you register for your free spot at the Power of Three Women's Virtual Summit. It is completely online. It's an online conference happening in June. And your girl gonna support. I'd love to see yours in the audience, okay? Um, but that is enough about me. Let's get to show. So this is how it works. I pull stories from the news and stories that you guys have found and stories from sites, um, and I have tips that we can learn and we discuss them. So this is a conversation. It is a discussion. Um, all of us like, can be known as long as it is respectful. And, um, you know, if you have questions, please feel ask them because this is the time to do so, okay? So we are going to get started in just a moment. Um, yes, all right. Yeah, so we're going to get started right about now. Just give me one second. Um, what is that? Okay, so, with one of my favorite pastimes, Sleep. If you are a fan of sleep, give me a bed emoji. If you are a fan of sleep, give me a emoji. Okay, and one of the uh, one of the good is a great mattress. My writer, am I right? Right. So, um, you know there are different mattress brands out there. Um, how many of you have heard of Sleep Number, the brand, the the bed, the bedding, the bed brand? sleep number. If you have heard of sleep number, thank you for the bed, Yarn Weaver. If you've heard of sleep number, give me the hashtag symbol in the comments. If you've heard of the brand sleep number, it's that bed and then you can set, I I, I don't know what the scale is. Maybe it's 1 to 100, but you can make the bed soft. You can make the bed hard. Sleep number bed. It comes with a remote control and everything. So if you've heard of sleep number beds, give me the hashtag symbol thank you yarn weaver okay well, thank you new to you so sleep number they have they filed a uh, trademark infringement again a you know, personal comfort uh... now remember and file a trademark infringement suit it is because you think that someone is using your name to confuse the public to think they are you alright um, so sleep number sued person for trademark infringement because personal comfort in their ads, they said that their beds were preferred over sleep number beds. So they were saying that people like our beds more than sleep number beds. They also called their beds upgraded versions of sleep number beds. Okay. So basically they were saying in comparison to sleep number beds, we are better. And because of that, Sleep Number filed a trademark infringement suit because they were using Sleep Number's name in their advertisement. And so I want to know. Um, oh, also, when they filed this trademark infringement suit during the trial, Personal um, Pad, an bed builder, come in and they during the trial they put together a Sleep Number bed. And they put together a personal comfort bed and they people you which bed they preferred and which one was sturdier and they got the expert opinion. And in the trial, it was shown that the personal comfort bed was actually better quality than sleep number. So do you think sleep number won this case or lost this case? Do you think the court agreed that there was trademark infringement Or do you think the court was like, nah, there's no confusion here. Nobody's going to confuse this for a sleep number bed. Hi, Janae49. How are you? Um, So you think they lost? And you are absolutely right, new to you. The court said there is no trademark infringement here because there is no confusion. Personal comfort is absolutely making themselves distinctive from sleep number to the point that they are saying that they are better than sleep number. So there is no trademark infringement here. Um... Yarn Weaver said it sounds more like a case of defamation. Well, defamation is when you're going out here and you're saying, Oh, their stuff is trash, it's no good, it's gonna fall apart on you. That's not what personal comfort was saying. Personal comfort was saying, we're just better. You know how there are some things, you know, they're good, they work fine, but then there is like the top of the line, you know, the 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 platinum level. Personal comfort is like, you know, if sleep number is gold, we're platinum, right? So the court said there is no, uh, there is no, um, trademark confusion here. And if it was, a, and defamation, they'd have to do a lot more for there to be a defamation lawsuit here. But, um, I chose this because we have to remember that trademark infringement is when, one brand is being confused for another. Um, it's you, you don't want to use, you don't want to say, oh, we're just like so-and-so, but if you're, because then you're trying to connect yourself to them. But if you're trying to distance yourself from them and say, Hey, we ain't like these guys, we better, right? Then, um, yeah. Oh, I'm glad that makes sense. then, then, you know, that creates a distance. You're not trying to confuse the public into thinking that you are your competitor. You want your public to know that, yeah, I have a competitor out there, but I blow them out of the water, okay? All right. I'm so glad that that makes sense for you, Yarn Weaver, okay? So we are moving on to our next case, and I actually am really glad that we're getting to it so quickly. It was the inspiration for the title of this broadcast, and the title of this broadcast is, Girl, Where Have You Been? All right um how many of you guys have heard that hey mickey song whether it be in you know a tv show or heard the song outright and if you don't know what i'm talking about it goes like hey mickey you're so fine you're so fine you blow my mind hey mickey hey mickey if you if you have heard that song ever in your life give me an m in the comments if you have ever heard the mickey song okay so while I wait for your M's, um, I've heard that song in tons of shows. I can't even list how many places I have heard this Mickey song, right? Thank you, New to You. It's in, like, Cheerleaders. I've heard it on RuPaul's Drag Race. Hi, Beaks V. Thank you, Yarn Weaver. I've heard it all over the place. Oh, no, no, no. Um, but do you... Yes, it's from the 80s, Marlene Bowman, 69. But do you know who was the originator of that song? Do you know who created that song? Because this case is about that person. If you know the person's name, put it in the comments. But I'm going to go ahead with this story, okay? So the creator of the Mickey song, her name is Tony Basil. Um, Now, this song was a hit in 1982, right? Um, and basically, Tony Basil was a one-hit wonder. She didn't have any other hits after that. I don't even know if she came out with an album after that. Um, but basically a few years ago, I don't know where this, where Tony was, she started suing everybody, anybody who had ever used her song. She sued Forever 21. She sued Disneyland. She sued some TV shows because she was saying that they were infringing on her song um doing copyright infringement by using her song in their promotions and things like that, right? Here's the problem. Tony's um, record label had a license to basically rent out this song to people who wanted to use it. So Tony was not paying attention to what was going on, but the record label was like, oh, y'all want to use the song? Here, you know, just sign here, pay us our little money. So Tony goes and tries to sue everybody for copyright infringement um, by saying that the record label never had authorization to license out the song. And the court did not agree with her. Now, keep in mind... Tony Basil never had a, a legal copyright to this song. She actually did not apply for a registered copyright until 2016. Remember, this song was a hit in 1982. So, Tony, what happened? Anyway, so after she sued all these people and lost, Tony filed a copy, copyright application for the song Mickey. And she got it. And now... Mickey is suing some... I mean, Tony is suing someone else. Um, how many of y'all have heard of the show Preacher on AMC? If you have heard of the show Preacher on AMC, give me a pee in the comments. Now, um, it's based on a graphic novel. It's kind of gory. Um, I watched maybe the first two seasons. Anyway, in a promo commercial... AMC used a snippet of Mickey in the song, and now Tony Basil is suing the AMC network for copyright infringement. So I want to know from you guys, do you think that Tony is going to win this lawsuit? Right? Okay, you've heard of Preacher? Yes. So Tony is now suing the network that runs Preacher for using her song in a promo ad. So do you think Tony is going to win or do you think Tony is going to lose? (laughs) Yeah, well, we don't know what's going to happen yet because she has just filed suit. Um, But I think that Tony is going to lose as well because while you may have obtained this legal copyright in 2016, like more than almost what, 30 years after you've had this hit, that doesn't mean that your label still doesn't have the license to rent out the song um yarn weaver said would she have a chance now that she filed for copyright the problem here is that tony's is still has a label this label still has a license to basically rent out her song now i don't know how much money tony is seeing from them you know licensing out this song to so many places but that was that apparently was an agreement that she had with her record label Marlene Bowman, 69, said, I think she will take the L. Me too. I think that Tony Basil may have gotten lost in the sauce for a few years, and maybe she's, you know, coming back to the surface. New to you said, label has the masters. Probably, I mean, Tony was a one-hit wonder. It wasn't like she was, you know, rocking the charts. So we don't know how much control she had over her music, its distribution, how much she got, right? So um I'm predicting that Tony is going to lose this case and um this is just a cautionary tale guys don't wait until it's too late to copyright your stuff, and also you need to be paying attention to your business to what is making you money. you need to know where your things are happening. Where was Tony basil when this song was being licensed out anywhere? How did she not hear it anywhere? Do you not have a TV? Do you not have a radio? do you not do you are you not privy to the news or entertainment? What have you been doing since 1982 girl anyway. So we will have to wait and see what happens between Tony, you know, and AMC. But I am predicting that Tony is going to lose this because her label probably still has a licensing, um, probably still has licensing permission for the song. Okay. All right. So we are moving on to our, um, third and final story for the evening. And this also has to do with music copyrights. Um, so I recently revamped my searches. Um, actually, hold on. We have a comment. Marlene Bowman sixty nine said, "It must be the grandkids trying to pers- trying to get her to pursue the coins." You know what? You might not be wrong because the kids are out here starving. Okay, we need we need our money, Grandma. Where are our Christmas presents? <laughs> okay. So yeah. So like I was saying, recently I revamped my Google alerts and i separated my copyright searches and my trademark searches and i have um been finding that i have got been getting more relevant copyright stories like in looking at these things um copyright infringement is everywhere right um and we have another one right here before us so to my friends watching do any of you have an apple tv subscription, like the streaming service for Apple TV, Apple TV plus, I think it's called, but, um, if you have the subscription for Apple's streaming service, give me an Apple emoji, please. If you are subscribed or got somebody's login (laughs) to the Apple streaming service, please give me an Apple emoji. Okay. Okay. Um, And while you do that, so um, apparently on Apple's roster of programming, there is a show called Amazing Stories. And uh, on that show, there is an episode called The Heat. And in that episode, there was a song used that's called Sideshow that was created by an artist called Richie Rich. (laughs) Now, this song... It was produced uh, in 1989 as part of an album called 41 of I think, okay? And it was produced by a gentleman named Daryl Jackson under Jed Productions, okay? Um, so Daryl and, you know, his team... he, you know, he didn't do everything by himself. He did have, you know, when you're creating an album, there's usually a team of people you work with. So he created this album 41.5 and in 1989 and had a song called Sideshow on it, right? This song Sideshow ends up on an Apple TV, uh, TV show and Daryl Jackson was like, hold up. Why is my song on this show? Because I didn't give permission for this. Right. And he had his copyright registered and everything. It turns out that one of the people who helped him produce the, um, this, this song, the, 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 um, the album 415in, went to Apple and told them that they had the rights to the song and told Apple that they could use the song in the commercial. So imagine if you, you know, you are, uh, all right, you're, you're a musician, you create a song, you know, you have your um, your people that you may have paid to come help you, whatever, master the sounds, things like that. Everybody's working on it. The album's great, whatever. You file your copyrights. And then you find out that one of the people who you hired to help you create this album went out and is telling everybody that they own this song. So basically, this is what happened. One of the people who helped Daryl create the song had their own um, music publishing company called Nakamiche Music. And they lied to album. They said that they, uh, that they owned the rights to Sideshow. Um, and they even tried to file their own copyright for the song. So Daryl Jackson, when he found out what was going on, he filed a cease and desist against Apple, the company and the streaming service. And he wants them to stop using his song, but they, they have not responded. And apparently they have not removed The song from the episode. So I want to know from you guys, who do you think is wrong or more wrong in this case? Is Apple and Apple TV wrong for, you know, just accepting this person's word that they own the rights to this song? Um, Is Nakamiche more wrong because they lied to Apple and said they have the rights to this song? Or is Daryl wrong because he should have been keeping closer tabs? Who do you think is wrong in this situation? Who do you think is wrong? Because for me, the person who was most wrong is Nakamiche Music. Yes, you did help produce the album 41.5, but um, Daryl Jackson, he did his due diligence. The album was produced in 1989, and he filed for the copyright in 1990. Nakamiche didn't try to file the copyright until recently in the last few years, so, um, okay. Jan Weaver said that friend for selling his workout and Apple for not acknowledging his, me- his message. Marlene Bowman 69 said both Apple and the co-writer. Y'all are absolutely right. Like Apple, as much money, as much, as much resources as Apple has, you should be the first ones to dot your I's and cross your T's. Oh, Thank you. Um, you should be the first one to dot your I's and cross your T's, okay? Because people, you're, you are a tech company. You have all the, 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 you know, resources at your disposal to find out the truth. Um, uh, Marlene Bowman69 said Apple should have done more research. Absolutely. And this person who runs Nakamiche Music, how are you gonna sell out your homie like that? You just, you, you stole the right you lied and, and stole and said that you own this song that you know you don't own. Daryl Jackson has had this trademark, has had this copyright since 1990, and you lie to Apple and tell them that you have the rights to this song. Shame on you, anyway. That's just me getting on my high horse, but um, I am holding out that Daryl Jackson will, will win. I hope that he gets all his money and, you know, teaches Nakamiche a lesson, and I hope Apple has has learned a lesson and acknowledges the fact that they are doing wrong and stops using this man's song, or at least breaks him off some money. Run me my money, sir. Um, (laughs) Yes, so we'll just have to wait and see what happens between Daryl and Apple, but, I mean, I don't know how Apple is going to get out of this, um, unless they're just like, go sue that guy, all right? But yeah, but those were the stories that I had for you this evening. But since we, hi, Josephina, but since we have some extra time, Toby, really, I wanted to have a brief discussion with you guys Um, that is business related and and not necessarily for our stories. So as we know, you know, some of our um, districts, counties, states, things like that, um, they're preparing to open up. My state is actually supposed to be opening up tomorrow even though the count the individual counties some of them have been like girl we ain't going nowhere um and i was talking to my sister earlier today and she was like well maybe you should you know, what, what are the ethics of opening up, you know, your business during this time? What do you guys think about the businesses who are, you know, who are jumping to open up at this time? Not necessarily the small ones, because we understand, you know, why, you know, you have to make money, but how do you, how do you think you can balance public safety and business? Is it, um, is it, a, a bad, is it a bad business move to try and open up? Early, or are people just trying to preserve their income? Like where, where is the balance? Do you think that it is a bad move to open when even, you know, higher ups like Dr. Fauci have said, you know, it's not, it's not really safe to do so. Do you think that, you know, it's just kind of dog-eat-dog and you have to do what you have to do in the business world? Or do we have to take into account what is going on around us, our neighborhoods, our situations? Like, is business just cut and dry? It's just about the bottom line? Or is it about people? For me, I think that as business evolves, it's becoming less about what you sell and more about who you are. People are buying into your brand. They want to know what your values are. And that's why a lot of companies, they're being exposed during this time for their practices, either they're price gouging or, you know, they're not taking care of their employees. So during this time, how do you balance being a good, you know, business person with being a good citizen and social distancing and while social distancing and running a business, especially if you're running a brick and mortar business, like a salon or something like that, like there's nothing you can do. So what do we do? How do you balance running a business and, you know, uh, watching out for public safety? Where is the line? Any opinions? Hmm. I know it's a little heavier than, than we usually get into, but I just thought that it was something interesting to talk about because it seems like every state is like just running around like a chicken with their head cut off. Right. Um, and we don't have a uniform way to open up our businesses and just open up the country in general. So it's kind of like everybody's trying to figure it out on their own. So what do we do as a society? Do you guys have any, any, um, what do you call that? Any suggestions, any tips? Let me know y'all. Cause I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. Sorry, my nose is itchy. All right. Where y'all at? Okay. Well, I guess y- y'all don't like that question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Yarn Weaver said if PPE, mask, hand sanitizer was readily available and people listened to protocol, that isn't the state though. Unfortunately, I think it's a mistake. How Marlene Bowman said, I think it's a mistake. However, people are struggling, and I get it. I think we have to be smart and make sound judgments for yourself and your family. You guys are absolutely right. I think if we were in a position where products were readily available. Like if we could get gloves and masks, I remember a couple of weeks ago, I was looking for 91% rubbing alcohol and I could not find it anywhere. You know, um, just wipes, disinfecting wipes. You can't find those anywhere. So how do you guarantee that you're, that, you know, you're, you're keeping everything clean. Yarn Weaver said Trump should have approved that company who was willing to sell masks. He rejected them due to them being a Chinese company. That man's name is a curse word on this show. (laughs) He is a plague on all our lives, and I refuse to acknowledge him. But yes, um, I we, yeah, if we had better leadership, um, you know, in the administration, I'm sure things would be running more smoothly. Unfortunately, we have to deal with the reality that we have. So what do we do? You guys are saying, you know, if we could get, um, uh, you know, protection the the PPEs, yes. Um, but then there's also the fact that if you're running a small business, like you run a hair salon or a barber shop, and you have a family to feed, you know, what are you supposed to do? You know, you because you still have to feed your family. This is your livelihood, and you know you can't. But what that? How many of y'all ran through your $1,200 already? <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, I think that, uh, this is a very difficult space to be in, especially if you are a brick and mortar business that isn't considered essential. Um, Marlene Bowman said, the administration sent PPE to China while ignoring the reports from his own intel. Mm. You know what? Let us just... Let us hope that nature takes its course because, you know, we have heard that members of the staff have been diagnosed with COVID and let's just let nature take its course and see what happens. All right. And that's all I'm going to say on that because I don't need Secret Service knocking on my door or giving me a phone call. You ain't even qualified. Okay. All right, Marlene. I see you. All right. All right. But yes, but um, thank you guys for your opinions. I think this this might be a recurring question as we get closer and closer to opening up. Um, but uh, thank you guys for your participation. I always appreciate you. Uh, make sure that you take care of yourselves this weekend. It's supposed to be beautiful. Go outside, but stay away from people. Make sure you're six feet apart. Um, what else? Uh, make sure that you go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm to book your free 15 minute consultation. If you're a first time client, go register for the power of three summit ladies. It's completely free. Come support your girl. Um, and I can't wait to talk to y'all on Monday. Okay. Have a good night. Bye. of my nightly live show. We learn this and legal concepts using pop culture and film Gotta keep it lonely, me a not own you. I bent the block and now hot, bitch. I'm told you, I'm boo and I'm moody.